The car you drive every day should be fun. But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries. You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Holy moly, guys, we are here in Frankfurt looking out the window at the Frankfurt skyline. I'd like to know from Tom, why does it seem like Germans and Canadians build towers? Is it for the, the radio signal? The, the, you know, for it looks like we have the Frankfurt Space the Needle here? out the window. Yeah. It is the Space Needle here in Wait, Frankfurt. It's just for television reception or something like that. And then you tell me about towers, and then, then you go to like any American city, and there's like high buildings everywhere. Well, that's true. You got well, some nice We're actually buildings. talking about the specific Space Needle looking thing. Yeah, but... the Space Needle. Like, go to Dublin, they have an actual needle standing in city center. So. That's true. Yeah. Well, we have spent hours on the airplane, finally landed. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, we have found Tom, and he is joining us on the podcast live. He is yes. debating the car we, that we have chosen here. Well, we landed, and we said, "By the way, Tom, we're doing a podcast, and you're going to be you're going to be included in the car debate." And he went, "Well, thanks for the notice." So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like throwing That's him into the fire. I, I do have That's a piece right. of paper that. It roughly tells me what the debate is going to be about. Well, yeah, we're not going to tell, ask you to guess, but uh, you know. But the thing if is, I have we're to guess the answer is always going to be Fiesta ST, my friends. That's right. true. That's right. true. We, we we do know that that's your proclivity. So there you go. Oh, Work yeah, that in early. Proclivity. I'm telling you, we're gonna, we may go. be in Frankfurt, but the drinking game lives on. Uh, that's right. That's right. And you can tell Tom's fresh, but Paul and Todd are tired. Oh man. Oh, we are, Todd looks good though. We are uh, still well, fresh, nice, and clean. <laughs> and Todd everything. looks like he's bonking. Right I, now. I I may fall. <laughs> over the middle of the podcast. If you, if you hear a light snoring, I will admit that's me. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely have a healthy amount of excitement going for the trip now that we are finally here. We've been talking about it to you for ages, it seems like. Since and the now dawn we're, of time. Now we're actually looking at the Frankfurt skyline, hanging out, talking yeah. to you guys. And I want to know from Tom and Todd what your anticipation is like. I mean, we were all here last year. You live here. Yeah. But as far as anticipation, you haven't met the drivers coming on the trip yet, so you're going to get to meet them and hang True. out. Uh, probably not everybody has seen the pilgrimage film, but they will know you from your reviews online as mm -hmm. well. So which is uh, that way they know I go to the Nürburgring pretty soon. They know I go to other tracks as well. Uh, my anticipation for this particular pilgrimage trip is I'm going to work. <laughs> so I'm not going to see yeah. much track time, am I? Yeah. Right. Well, well, we've got we we'll this is management, here. right? Come on, we've we'll we've, we've kind of got a family-friendly show. That's if right. you hear me stuttering, this is because this is a family-friendly show, <laughs> and I'm stopping myself from ruining we, hey, the we, podcast. We appreciate that, but but here's the thing: we actually have to balance the scales a little bit because since uh, since last. Uh, year when we were here, we shot the pilgrimage film, you got on the ring for the first time. Yeah. Since then, you have uh, many times over exceeded all of our time on the ring. You have made massive oh, yeah. uh, no uh, use of your opportunity. So we kind of have to keep you off the track just so we can catch up a bit. So, <laughs> uh, But we have, we have a few guys coming. Half of them are actual guys with good track time. The other half are kind of newbies. So as we said, <laughs> they're not kind of. It's well, it's yeah. downhill from here for track time. Well, yeah. I mean, you start on the ring and spa, and then it's like, what's your favorite track? <laughs> well, I've already done them. So yeah, but <laughs> uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm just curious to see how everybody gels in general as a group because they are such a, a wide range of people for coming from all over, which is cool. And then also just the fact of some really experienced drivers versus non. And we are. I don't know what we've explained clearly or not. I mean, these are private track days, but they're not private track days to just us. 
It's not it's as good mad point. as our Tristan Farton was last year, oh, which no. was just a Nothing free for all of traffic. So it's going to be, it's going to feel like a ghost town compared to what we actually did for the film. But there will be people other than just our group on track. So there's all that stuff to learn. I just hope that all of the pieces we've put in order, we've kind of, kind of wound up the clock, so to speak, and now we're letting it go. And I'm just excited to see it run and to see what runs well and to learn from it, too. In addition to that, you and I are also going to drive, just to kind of complicate it further. Yep. Well, speaking of those guys, we are going to podcast a second time from Germany with our drivers. So you're going to get to hear some reactions from them. Mm -hmm. We do have a special surprise coming for tour day that we will tell you about once that happens because yes. I want to make sure it happens. I agree with you, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's been a, uh, a surprise for our drivers, a mm -hmm. particular mm -hmm. car that we have wanted them to experience, and it fits within the everyday driver category, even though it could be considered as quite an exotic, but it's nothing on the level of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, something like well, that. We, we've but been, it's going to be a nice surprise. I yeah, think. we've been wanting to have something join us as kind of a surprise element on the tour day. I mean, RSR, who we're partnered with on this trip, is bringing a lot of their cars for tour day. We wanted to bring something else to kind of surprise everybody mm -hmm. with. You've been working on that for a while, Paul, and you've actually, you yeah. think you've landed one, but I agree. There's been so much madness for this trip, it's kind of wait until we have that car, kind of like we do for a shoot. Wait until we've had that car, we've driven that car, then we'll talk about it. Yeah. But that'll be cool for the podcast later this week. Yep, and in the meantime, Tom has picked us a Skoda Octavia, 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 mm -hmm. RS wagon. It seems like all we see in Germany are wagons. Every time I come, it's just wagon fest, wagons galore. And he's got this wagon for us as a press car, which we are mm -hmm. going to shoot and review. It is red. If you haven't seen it, check out uh, the Twitter feed and you'll see it on there. But uh, we're already stuffing it full of camera gear, and yep. Tom is uh, kindly driving us around and yeah. kind of at playing. the Frankfurt Airport, which is horrible. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's the thing. I, I I've been to LA more times than I can count. I've been to Heathrow. We we went through Atlanta today, which the joke yeah. is that when you die, no matter where you're going after death, you are going to get routed through Atlanta. I mean, all of these huge <laughs> airports I've been to, and I've never been to one that is so difficult to get out of, like the Frankfurt Airport. It's like the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars. I'm telling you, it, it gets a hold of you and you're, you're gone. I know I went Star Wars reference. The two of you are looking at me like I just went insane. But my son's not here and he, he'd be I'm, laughing. So, my eyes glaze. Like yeah. other people who aren't in the cars, you've probably done this. You're talking to somebody and they're just not in the cars. And as soon as you start telling them about your favorite thing, their eyes glaze over. And you know you've lost them. That's kind of me when you start going I know. Into... Well, but okay, bringing it back to cars. We, we, sat, we went to a little outdoor cafe when we got here. It, it was very funny. We landed. And we wanted to go somewhere to eat something. And we looked on the, on the navigation on the car. And I am not kidding to all of you listening. I'm not kidding. Everything listed was either a McDonald's or a Starbucks. And Paul went on a rant. I'm sorry that we didn't record it. Paul went on a rant about how much he refused to land in Frankfurt and go to either a Starbucks or a McDonald's. So we found a little nice uh, German cafe on the corner, which was cool. And we sat there the whole time, and I swear to you, half the cars we saw we don't get in the U.S. We yeah. just kept calling out badges the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I have told these guys, when I landed, when I get in a taxi in Germany... I'm not getting in a Prius. It has yeah. to be a Mercedes. I am getting into a German car when I get into a taxi in That's Germany. That's funny. I, I have to. It's yes, sacrilege. the everyday driver taxi is coming to pick you up in a Skoda, and then uh, you didn't complain. I didn't complain, <laughs> but you know, awesome. technically German-owned, yeah. if we really want to dice it up, still, yeah. 
You can tell well, it's, it's got the VW thing it's, going it's on. It's a golf wagon with it Skoda is. badges. Yeah. Come on. It, it's pretty VW-y in there, no? Yeah, it is. <laughs> which is, which is, is not a, is. which is not an indictment of it at all. It's no. just, oh look, it's a rebadged golf wagon. Okay, cool. Let's drive that. Yeah, so it's that'll definitely be fun fitting our needs. I think it's actually slightly taller and then wider than the uh, golf. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a bunch of space back there. I mean, Todd was sitting behind Paul, and mm -hmm. it worked out just fine. Yeah, that's with true. With all of our More gear. luxurious than the uh, seat on the plane, anyways. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Massively yeah. so. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I was six foot eight in the, on the plane all day today. I was like, when did everything <laughs> shrink? I had T-Rex nice. arms the entire flight. It's like, <laughs> the little arms on the computer couldn't get anything done. It's, but I'm yeah, actually quietly behind the scenes starting to work on uh, stuff for that uh, BMW film that we are doing for our big feature film this year. Because somebody has to edit it. And it ought to be started soon, since uh, that's coming before the year's out. Uh, we're so that's looking in your well. direction. Well, yes, yeah. uh, we were joking. Todd and I were joking about the customs guys when we're standing in line, and they're asking us, you know, what are you here for, business mm -hmm. or pleasure? And you know, we just let on that we're here to drive, and you know, they're laughing at us because the Americans have to come to Germany to speed because mm -hmm. we can't legally otherwise. <laughs> so we've yeah, got yeah. to fly all the way here just so we can speed. And Todd. Uh, well, Tom actually kind of started out with a nice uh, cleansing run on the Autobahn. Oh, yeah. Two, 20 kilometers an hour in the Skoda. We as, so, as soon along. as we found a road that went directly away from the Frankfurt airport, and that is harder than you think, <laughs> he promptly hit 220 kilometers an hour nice. as fast as humanly possible, and we all felt a little bit better about ourselves. It was nice. Yeah. It's going to be 250 later on. We're going we're gonna to hit 250. We're going to crack it, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we got to 220 pretty fast in that little car, which is pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Well, we have a single debate for this, and as we've told you, we've got Tom joining in. And uh, I think a lot of you have uh, noted a Jersey accent, and so <laughs> I thought it would be funny and appropriate for him to join in for Dan, who is in New Jersey, and he is an enthusiast. He's actually been here to the ring. He's done his own trip, and he's actually looking for two cars here, interestingly enough. They are awash in German cars. His whole family, mm -hmm, he and his mm -hmm. wife, have loads of cars. I, I mean, they're, they're fantastic. A few years ago, he picked up an Estrel Blue 3 Series M Sport wagon. So, That's nice. a specific purchase. He went out and had to, had to yeah. get that one just like that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, they've also got an 89 Carrera 3.2. Love that car. Mm -hmm. Slightly modified E46 M3 manual for track duty and a Mark V GTI with a Stage 1 APR tune. And I will note to all of you that Dan's wife loves Christmas gifts that come in the form of APR tunes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, Dan, what a great woman that you have there. That's, uh, yeah, that's a victory. That's Quick really question, funny. the Mark V GTI, was that not still naturally aspirated? Uh-oh. Mm, 200 yeah. horse? 200 horse, yes. 2 liter NA? Uh -huh. So the chip tune, how much is that going to do, really? Not sure. He doesn't say. Somebody still, in the APR world is, is right now yelling at the podcast about all the things you, you we don't know, know about are. the APR tune, because, <laughs> because those guys know it. Uh, and you've caught me on, with a tired brain, and I can't, I can't think uh, yeah. Mark V specifically enough. By the but, way, Todd is walking around the hotel room oh, yes. just so he won't I, I am actually, I am actually pacing during the podcast, so I if, will if, fully if admit that. So if you hear that. like a thunk that's, that's not, I've just, I've just fallen out. over through the glass top table. Don't we'll worry. catch me later. It'll we'll, be fine. We'll kick him to yeah. get his opinion of, of the car <laughs> <there> later. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. Those three cars, I mean, come on. That, that, 
911, the E46, and the GTI, not only are they German, but all of them in their own right are mm. fun. Oh, my gosh. And then we have this 3 Series wagon, which uh, Dan's going to get rid of, and that's where this debate actually kicks off, is he's going to get rid of it because he realizes his, he's had some changes in life. They have two little kids, changes in life. He's no longer taking the kids to school, but his commute is now kind of down to nothing, and he's sitting in this big wagon and going, I'm going to do a commute in a wagon by myself. This doesn't make any sense. So he's really thinking an electric car. Mm -hmm. So here we have an enthusiast with lots of fun cars, and he's straight up thinking about leasing an electric car. And, but where this twists is, should we also get rid of my wife's GTI and get her something different as well? But then he, he admits to us that she doesn't like SUVs. She doesn't even like big cars. She likes that little tiny Golf by comparison. Mm -hmm. So we've got a dilemma in that regard. And I've actually got a couple thoughts here, but where did you go? As you were saying, the first one is a high mileage lease on an electric car. And looks like Dan's got a dodgy back, so he's got to have good seats. Mm -hmm. And uh, he can charge the car at work because here he's kind of sitting in traffic on his commute thinking, ah, I could be burning less hydrocarbons, fun car, great car, although, uh, man, that's quite a car. So if anybody wants to pick up a nice 3 Series <laughs> M Sport wagon in beautiful estrell blue with black interior and uh, aluminum accents, please yes. call Dan. Um, yeah. can, can we please point out that he's going, like his commute goes from New Jersey to New York, so that means he's sitting on the bridge, essentially just sitting in the right. car. Right. Yeah. Right. This seems important to mention because. No, um, I agree. This is this is not a commute that has any kind of fun elements, and that's yeah. why he's having this debate about. I'm sitting in this car by myself, just stopping going, and so that's where the electric thing starts to make some real sense. I do get it. You know, guys, all I can think of right now is the Chevy Bolt. We've been talking about this for a yeah. long time. We haven't driven it yet. Question. Yeah. Bolt B. B. Bolt. It's like a small this is, this Chevy is, This is part yes. of the problem with the Chevy lineup right now is they have the Volt and the Bolt. And while somebody in marketing is very excited about how, look, they all represent electricity, the general public has no idea which car you're talking about, especially if you talk as fast as I do. How, the, how big is the car? The, it's, it's a Honda Fit Okay. as an electric car. Gotcha. It, that's very much what it is. But, you know, 200 and something mile range. The problem here with the Bolt, which I, which I love for the idea of it, is I don't think his budget works for that. I mean, I, I don't know what the actual lease is going to be on those cars. Unknown. But... You're right. He, he's got uh, a lease of three to four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. But which it might be. That might be fine. That might be fine. You know, I just I don't think that's out yet. After uh, we, we don't know what federal tax credits are going to kick in to be able to do something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a possibility. But unbeknownst to many people, the Kia Soul comes as a full electric vehicle. <laughs> Back to the Kia Soul. I'm telling you. I love that you figure this out car. random ways to talk up the Kia Soul of all things. <laughs> it's the best I'm not hearing car. this for the first time, am I? No, you're not. This no, is you're, no. this you're right. on the podcast. You're right. Before, yeah. Because Paul is just about the only journalist who talks about the freaking Kia Soul. For, for, inexplicable, for inexplicable reasons, Paul has had it as a, as a rental car a few times. And he just, when he has an opportunity to brush by the, hey, have you thought about the Kia Soul? <laughs> we just, we, we run over and say hello to the hamster. And then we run back away. I just, having driven it, and you know, the way to drive the Kia Soul fast is like you drive a Prius fast. You pin yeah. the throttle oh, yeah. and never let up. And then you modulate your speed with the brake all Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's a full throttle <laughs> experience. The way to you, could just, you could just put a cinder block <laughs> on the gas pedal until you return the car. That's just exactly. that's the state of being. 
it's just so usable, and the ride height is, is yeah. nice, yeah, yeah. and it fits people and gear, and it's just this great chuckable car for such little money, mm -hmm. but it does come as a 90-mile range full electric vehicle, yeah. although I think Hyundai and Kia would rather you not buy it because they lose money on every single one built, but it does exist. If you find the Kia Soul electric, it does exist. I mean, we've got other choices out here. The i3. Yeah. We've got the Leaf. We've got... Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, one of the things... A lot I, of stuff. Does anybody notice here? Does he say exactly how long his commute is? It's 22 miles each way. Okay. All right. So, so, so we're even well, fine. Like, like, to New York if, if you're just hanging in traffic, like not really moving 22 mi miles, that could mean anything. Well, like yeah, they, but... That could be half an hour. That could be two hours. Yeah, but those yeah. electric cars burn so little when they're, when they're just sitting there. I mean... Uh, you know, so that means even taking the Leaf, which is the one out of this equation, it's going to have probably the least range. Or actually, your Kia, you said, does what, like 90 or whatever? It's 90. So we're, we're talking about when his... When you drive it like his, I'm telling you to drive it, it's about three. Well, but we're talking about in his world, this is plenty of range to probably do the commute back and forth and have plenty of range left over. But he's still talking about charging at work. So we actually aren't restricted by mileage. I mean, I actually think True. the Volt is even an option. If you want some more flexibility in what you're talking about here, Dan, the Volt, because of course it'll run like 30 miles, 30 to 40, I forget what the new one does, like 30 or 40 miles on electric and then it goes to gas. That's an option. I prefer the Bolt in theory. We haven't driven, I don't know what the lease will be. What were you going to say, Tom? Matt Farrow's apprentice or intern or whatever. Thank you, because it's a car I'm headed for. Fiat 500 e. for 99 bucks a yes, month. Yes, the 500 Obviously, e. he's not going to get that deal, but even if it's, if it's 200 that's still pretty I good. I actually looked that up right before we started the podcast. It's showing about $150 a month right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the 500e is, it, it's in that same category you were just mentioning, Paul, where they don't really want you to buy it. It but is. at the same time, they make it so that they get the, the offsets in the lineup <laughs> against the gas guzzlers. Because we've got a car over here that gets, look, no, no gas at all. So it's an offset car. But as a result, they give them away on lease. And Dan, Dan you've actually noted that a lot of these electric cars are available for really cheap leases. So I do think the 500e is interesting just because, well, just for that reason. In that lineup, it feels like the most interesting, enthusiast-seeming car. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. None of these electric cars are things you buy because they're so unbelievably cool to drive. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm considering that. I'm looking at that. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's really looking at a full electric car here. So mm -hmm. I like your Volt suggestion, but full electric. Yeah. And where does that leave you guys? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm calling Bolt or the Kia Soul, to be honest, just because I think it's just so interesting and different you're not going to see it yeah coming and going i mean i don't know if he can afford the bolt i think it you know and we haven't driven it yet but i think it suggests itself to be a front runner here price wise theoretically i mean the, the whole problem the whole reason that tesla is as successful as they are is because they make electric cars that are still fast and interesting and the problem of most electric cars i'll call out the leaf the leaf absolutely solves your problem dan i know people that commute in the leaf i've got two or three friends that have them love them They've never had an electric car before. That 100-mile range is perfect for them. These are people in Salt Lake where the weather affects their range, and they still do just fine. But the Leaf is not sexy, and it's not fun to drive. That's the thing that Tesla's no. done, but we're not in the Tesla budget range. So the Bolt will be an interesting one. I think the Leaf, you've got to take a serious look at it because you can get deals on those. I also think the 500e is a great one. I'm glad you brought it up, Tom, because it's, it's to me, the of this lineup understand it's the enthusiast car of this discussion 
where you kind of seem like a car guy. <laughs> oh my God. Driving the 500E. That's, that's crazy talk. Oh, it's, it is crazy. <laughs> no, it is crazy talk. I fully agree with you. What are you talking about? I fully about? agree with you. But in this lineup, you're not buying an enthusiast car. You're buying no. an electrical car. No. But I think the 500E has a sense, just the way it looks, it kind of seems like, oh, look, it's a fun little car guy. It's still an electric car. It's not going to be an enthusiast car at all. No. All right, Tom, where are you at on this whole electric car discussion? Or do you want to jump to the second fun car? We could talk about that and come back to the electric car discussion as well. Like, my immediate thought when I read this was, because he says carbon footprint, let's reduce that. It doesn't make any sense for me to, like, drive in the wagon. New Jersey to New York is going to be a brutal um, just commute. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And CO2, I mean, New York, New Jersey, train, anybody? Yeah, you're talking. So you're just going train, just just jump in with the legions of commuters and do the train thing? You sit in the morning, have your coffee, and reading the papers and whatnot. It's better than sitting in traffic and accelerate like every five minutes. Look look at this. The European of the group recommended public transit. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I have used public transport in New York, though, and it's pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you would fit right in there. Your accent, you'd just blend. Nobody has any idea. You're, you're from out of town. You, you, you all heard that coffee, didn't you? Yeah. You caught that, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. You blend there better than I do. But We're anyway. continually skewering him because it's so funny. It's, it's awesome. Just, it's awesome. It's well, hilarious. I'm glad you brought up the second part of this because here's the thing. There is the discussion about, okay, so Dan's going to get himself an electric car, and then should he get rid of the GTI, and should his wife get something else? But we're dealing with a budget of around twenty grand, and... She doesn't want anything big, mm-hmm. so it's replace the family car. There's a part of me that just goes, Dan, one thing at a time. I don't normally do this when somebody says, hey, I'm good thinking about changing out two cars, but mm-hmm. I'm very much of the demeanor of chase your electric car problem. Your wife likes her GTI, and it does all the family stuff, and it's small and chuckable. Yeah. I feel like you're already on target there. I mean, you could get, if you wanted, you could get a updated GTI. Since she already likes it, you could get a Mark VI and tune that. But I feel like you've already hit a sweet spot there that you like. You have a car that you own. Leave that one alone. Chase the electric car for a bit. See where you land there. And then maybe see what your wife would like down the road. Because I can't mm-hmm. recommend an SUV to you. You don't want a big car. Right. I can't recommend uh, you know, any of the classic sedan recommendations. You don't want something like that. You've got a GTI and it works for you. Stay there. I mean, that's a great point. You know, start with one car, integrate that into your life. We don't know about that uh, car. Well, is the Mark V available in a four-door GTI? In Germany, it certainly in is. In Germany, yes. it is. Yeah. But I just, I, I would need to verify America, in the states. Don't know. And uh, pretty sure Todd's going to pull up his laptop instantly and verify that. You're all probably shouting at your radio right now. This is what tired brains. Yeah, do, it, folks. it should be because. Just now, there's been like sort of an uproar on uh, the Jalopnik website or whatever. But it's like, all right, the Golf GTI is no longer going to be available as a five door. Right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So that, that and yes, implies it is. Yes, that it it's is. Been available as a five door version. That's true. Okay. Good point. Well, I uh, I understand. I was initially going to lean towards Japanese cars because their family is awash in German metal. Yeah. Everything they and that's own a good, is German. That's a good shift. I see where you're so going. So I thought, yeah. well, from a reliability standpoint, but then we're getting into the Mazda 6s and the things that aren't necessarily the enthusiast bent, and we could go back to an Audi A3. 
say. But sure, sure. It'd have yeah, to be it's used. Just a golf and yeah, an Audi A3. It is. I mean, at that point, she's it in the is. same kind of car. Yeah, I hear but that. But then that. you know, yeah. it's it's updated. It's different sheet metal, and sometimes the reason you trade in a car is cosmetic purposes. You want something well, different in your life. You know, Tom and I were talking about this briefly right before we started uh, the podcast, and he made the comment where he kind of felt like, and I agree with him, he kind of felt like that the perfect car to answer this GTI switchover would be the Macan. Because his wife doesn't want something big, she wants it chuckable. You know, she. It, I kind of feel like when I read this email, she kind of feels like an SUV is where she's supposed to go, but doesn't want a traditional SUV. Mm-hmm. The Macan would do all of the above, but we're not. We're half of the budget for that. <laughs> oh I yeah, was gonna, say, we're half of the it budget. It won't at twenty grand. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's you the guys issue. are skewering so, me for bumping the no, budget. No, 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 no. I know, but <laughs> that's the thing. Like we were talking it up, but we a... were talking about it and then acknowledging right behind it. That's the answer, except you can't afford it. Right. So, so that's why we wind up at GTIs. And to come back to something where you started earlier, Tom, the standard GTI Mark V was still the turbo 2-liter. It was the R32 that was the naturally aspirated unique engine. Okay. They didn't make the Golf R yet. The Golf R was next. Right. But, right. I mean, you could, for twenty grand, you could bump up to a Mark VI GTI, the next generation up. Can we up. please move away from the Golf? You guys always keep going on about new experiences and whatnot. That's true. And now we're going from one Golf to another. It's it's going to be the exact same suspension setup. It's not going to be much it different. It is. You're right. Let's find something else then. Okay. okay. All right. So we're looking at you then. You you're are gonna, looking at. If you're going to throw that out, then then bring it. Come on. That's all right. right. <laughs> Come with some answers it's, in your it's, hip pocket here. All right. Let's just focus. Anybody? Focus is focus doable. ST would be yeah. a very good one. Yes. I like yes. that. Um, if she if she's depending upon how hair on fire she she would like to be, and let's be honest, you she got an you, APR You're going to say MPS, aren't you? I am. I am going to say Mazda Speed Three. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've never driven one of those. Are they that good? Oh, they're very fun. I, yeah. I prefer it over the Focus ST because it's got fun. more personality. But but part of that personality is revealed in torque steer. I mean, it's just... <laughs> oh, torque steer is fun, though. It Come can on. be. It's yeah, a, yeah. Personality. Yeah. The, Maz, yeah. the Mazda Speed 3 <laughs> is, a, is a very fun car. Like realtors describe teardown kinds of houses. It's cozy and lively and needs a little bit of work. It needs to be bulldozed to the ground. Which what is, I have a bulldozer about? already idling here. Would you like to sign the papers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually rather interesting. Once we get into the hot hatchbacks, now if you were to live in Europe, you would have so many choices. Oh, you'd change the so whole many. animal. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because it'd be probably McGann. Get... McGann would be great. McGann, you, you've, yeah. been, you've been driving the Peugeots and liking those. I mean, there's just there's options. I agree with you. There's options that we don't have. I mean, you know, you, you uh, dabbled a little bit in the Japanese idea, Paul. I mean, we could start heading down the WRX road. But that's a very different animal than what they've had. And I'd just be curious to know from Dan's wife, what does she even think of that? Would she even consider something like a WRX? Because I think it'd be fun. You know, you get a WRX. Uh, right. Like last, last generation STI hatch. Go chase one of those for twenty-five grand. Could. You know? I was thinking along the lines of the G37, the four-door sedans. Sure, sure. Even the coupe could work. But yeah. The four-door sedans. That may be getting a little big, depending upon how restrictive she wants to be. That's the problem. I agree, but they had some spice, and Mm -hmm. you know, you could easily find some of that. Yeah. You know, some of those choices in there. Um, You know, what I have concluded here, if there is a conclusion, is that tired jet lag brains. You and I can't do sniper shots. It's like we could do this. You could also do that. So uh, three hours later, we're still talking about Dan and his wife trading in her GTI. <laughs> no, I, I uh, come back to Japanese cars just because it doesn't sound like they've had something in their life, and I'm just kind of wondering about. Yeah, you know, but I'm sort of on this one. I'll, I'll just agree with Todd. 
keep the golf. At least you know what you have. You know how well it's been maintained. You're saying not. only start with one car. Yes, change just one. Replace. Actually, just get rid of the BMW and get a train ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing everyday is, driver, we like cars over here. But, but, but um, the thing that's cool, though, is that, that Dan's not walking away from cars at all. I mean, come on, we're still leaving that 911 in the garage and the track setup E46 yeah. exist, yeah. period. Yeah. Outside of the whole rest of this discussion we're talking about, those two cars exist and both those cars are awesome. So even if the GTI moves and he gets an electric car or gets a train ticket or whatever, you still got two things in the garage that are just hot. <laughs> Everyday driver, keep the cars you have, buy plane tickets, buy train tickets. <laughs> Explore alternate uses. Buy a pogo stick for all we care. No, we, we do care. Well, we are out in the weeds today, aren't we? <laughs> we do care. Um, yeah, the, the budget is um, something Dan is calling me out here on. <laughs> It's 15 to 18, if we haven't said that already, and yes, we're already bumping it up to well, but 20. He, but, but he said he's, he will allow us, his comment is because he knows you, he's allowing yeah, you to read it as 20 to 25. I know. And then he says, however, I'm not allowing you to read it as 30 to 35. So clearly you've heard the podcast more than once. <laughs> yeah. I think what we're really struggling and trying to find is something that still has that enthusiast badge on it rather than... You know, the Accords and Camrys and Mazda 6s and all that stuff. That's why I say Infinity or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. But, you know, what about an American car? Problem is they're too big for what she's looking for. For the big stuff. I mean, although yeah. Focus they, ST is the option. Focus ST yeah, would be fun. Yeah, but that would be cool. We want an American car. I mean, Chevy doesn't have anything that's Oh, Focus ST is a European car, my friend. Well, but, but Make American the case. It's, it's got Make a badge case. that is yeah. built here. <laughs> oh, actually, not sure if it's built here, but it's built in Europe. Okay, all right, all right. We know the RS is. <laughs> the RS is, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. It does feel Europe, European. And the Fiesta ST for the European market is actually built not two hours from here. That's true. With two doors, which looks better, but anyway. So what we're telling Dan is to get a Peugeot 308. Yes, because there's gobs of those, yes. <laughs> Going it's to turn funny, out very just, well. Just being here, Dan, and seeing the influence of, of cars, the car spotting, just so, that alone is influencing us. Question though. We've been eyeing used Cayennes. PPS, my wife really dislikes lumbering cars, trucks, and prefers things mm -hmm. that are small and hoonable. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about the hoonable part though, I think we can all agree get a Cayenne GTS and that's pretty hoonable. Well, if, if, Very, if you're really seriously considering, uh, if you're really considering a Cayenne, and, and that really is, I mean, that that's where I start to feel what what Tom's just talking about there is a section where I start to feel like you almost are pushing yourselves toward SUV in spite of not thinking that's for you. Look, I, I'll talk as the guy that owns the base Cayenne. You can get them for this price, twenty to twenty-five. If that really is your budget, you could find one. You get yourself a base V6 Cayenne, and it would it would genuinely surprise you with its dynamics, but it is all day long a bigger car than what you already have. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it's going to feel like it. In spite of the fact that it has really surprising dynamics. Every time I drive my wife's, I end up getting out of it just thinking, that is a great vehicle. Yeah, mm -hmm. you've told me that on I don't, a number of Because I don't drive it every day. And, but yet when I hop into it, I get out of it and I understand why she loves it. And she loves it. And it has been crazy reliable. So I can't shy you away from that. But you are in a much bigger category. And I just got a sense from what you wrote here that you don't really want to get much bigger. So we're all over the map, but I feel like we're occasionally hitting a target that might be usable for Dan. <laughs> Ultimately, just get the Cayenne, 
turn sport on and then break the button off with a screwdriver and put duct tape over it so she can't change it. Yeah, my wife actually would like to do that to the kind. And she chews through tires too, I've noticed. <laughs> well, but You're actually, you know, complaining like No, oh, see, here's the thing. I I have a I have an axe to grind with with <laughs> the tires for that car because we I when we first bought it, <clears throat> I put the Continental UHP tires on it that are supposed to be an OEM tire. 13,000 miles later, yeah. I replaced those tires. Well, I mean, you're right. UHP driving tires. It. This is what you just said. <laughs> because of what yes, did you expect? Right. <laughs> no, mean. but come on. 13,000 is, is obscene, even for, even for high performance tires. I was shocked by that. So we're on some uh, Pirelli Scorpions now yeah. that have got yeah. a, actually, I Which dug in a lot further. Tire, right? Uh, it's yes, yes. It's an all-season. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember like nothing. fifty episodes ago, you were ranting about all-season tires. Well, but here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing. There's very few non-all-season tires even available for the Cayenne. Very, very few even okay. exist. It's pretty much once you get into that kind of weight limit and world, it's pretty much welcome to all-season and winter tires, and there is no like summer dedicated tire. Very few even exist. So the Pirellis apparently are our go-to for a lot of people. Because you're right, I rant about getting summer rubber, and I asked around and couldn't get some when I was changing them out. But, um, but actually, these are, tires are quieter and, and are going to have supposedly a much better tread life. And considering we did 13,000 miles in our last set of tires, let's hope anything's Are you still going to change it out to winners? Oh, absolutely. Car? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're just in all seasons, you know, hey, we're good yeah. at nothing tires. They're not yeah. summer well, tires. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're some... They're not winter tires. Yeah. They're... They're supposed yeah. to be, you know, for that car, they're supposed to be a well-performing summer tire, you know. But people are also going, hey, yeah, I use these in the snow. And I'm thinking, I'm not using those in the snow. I'm putting the winter tires back on. Yeah. All right. I think I've got one last thought in the Swedish category. Oh, Ooh. hey, look at you. Okay. For, uh, for Dan and the family here. I'm looking at S60s in my head okay. here. I'm wondering how far back you could get the T5. For twenty grand, could you do that? It's something totally different. You can drive it hard. Yeah. All wheel yeah. drive. I, you but, know, but a bit understeery though, no. Well, sure, but you know, this is not the track car. That's what the E forty six is for. No, no, no. I'm just so, saying because you pointed out it's all wheel drive, but it's like a sure. front bias type of deal. Front yeah. bias, certainly. Yeah. yeah. But those cars, that form factor is still small enough, and in the yeah, I hear in that. the category of what they could do, I think. And I think that's fair. Talk about a car that is totally different. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the statement, and now for something completely different. Yeah. Introduce a Volvo into your lives. But that is, I think, a collective suggestion after you do the electric car first. I think that's what I'm that's, hearing from all three of us. Well, that's definitely the, the, that's definitely the step one. I mean, talk about a big change. That's definitely step one. Mm -hmm. and, if, and I love that Tom keeps going to the, get the train ticket. But uh, we're not going to do that, and he's going to go electric car. I think that's the big shift to make first, Dan, so just so you can figure out. It's so easy to say when you're in Europe. The trains just work, and they run, and they just work. <laughs> they and go where so you need easy. them to. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's a fair point. You know, L.A., nobody I'm thinks just, of that. The, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I imagine just standing in traffic all day long, it's got to be horrible. 
It is. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I, I yeah. left the F-bomb out of there, so yes. Yes. kudos to me, first of all, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's growing. He's growing as a part of the Everyday Driver staff. It's awesome. So we should try to do some Facebook questions. We had quite a few last time, and then you guys put in some new ones that are actually more specific to this podcast, so we want to talk about a few of those. Thank you for uh, jumping when we actually ask for those, because we realize sometimes, honestly, it's just a few hours before we record, and we think, oh, wait, we got to ask for questions. And you guys are kind of always primed with some, so thank you for that. Uh, let's see, which, which ones really struck you guys? I want to jump in right with uh, Nate's question. Uh, okay. It's actually pointed at Tom, but I do want to chime in there first. Nate's question is, hey, Tom, we, we all get jealous of the cars that you get in Europe that the U.S. doesn't. And, of course, that's what Todd and I are filling our eyeballs full of, are yeah. all those kinds of cars. So his question is, are there any North American cars that you wish made it over here. He's curious to know. And uh, Yes, and both of them actually made it over here. Oh, really? Yes. So we have the Mustang now. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. get the GT and we get the EcoBoost, mm -hmm. not the mm -hmm. six-cylinder rental car spec one. But um, who needed that anyway, right? Camaro. <laughs> yeah? We yeah. get that. The proper version only. <laughs> the proper version only. I like that. Oh, That's all right. Uh, the, I know the what you mean. Version anyway. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get the ZL. Yeah, like, I hear you. I hear ZL1, you. Yeah. Right. Um, Corvette. Okay. Which, funnily okay. enough, because we don't have uh, Chevy as a brand over here, it's uh, like the Camaro and the Corvette is basically the, um, with the Cadillacs, that's the cars you can buy at the dealership. So oh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty yeah, good yeah, yeah. dealership then, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you don't have any of the um, small, I was going to say the S-Box word, but yes. um, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. though. It's all, yes. it's all somewhat premium or aspirational cars, and that's all exactly. that sits at that dealership, sure. Yes. But um, let me have a sniper shot at the, what do I want to have over here in Germany? Okay. And it's actually a Crown Vic. I want to have what? Crown Vicks over here. Yes. Why on earth? Yes. I want trust, to have... trust me, that is one of those, you think the grass is greener and that grass is brown. I don't care if it drives what? well. It looks bull as hell. I want one. Yeah, yes. I hear you. All right, I hear you. That is funny, but well, that I is would... not, yeah. That's... I thought you guys were going to say Hellcat. Because oh, again, that, I, that's because I, I'm not finished here. You know, he, oh, okay. he made a list. He made a list. Oh, yeah, this I, is I, Tom. I, he has a list. Okay, I, I, all right. I, I, keep I, going. Keep going. Yes, Hellcats give. I mean, <laughs> give right now. I mean, in yeah. the land of speed, here we are. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah, do we yeah. not see Hellcats True. launching themselves? I past have the German Hellcat coming up though. Oh, I do. Audi yeah. R6 performance. Oh, that's six right. Yes, you are driving that and one. And we yeah. all hate yeah, you, yeah. and I know Nate hates you too, because oh, yeah. uh, the RS6 is also something that we don't get in the States anymore. True, but you do get the RS7 same year, so eh. I suppose, yeah. Do you but need the wagon? I mean, it's cool, but I like it's a the wagon. wagon. Yeah, it's actually a properly good-looking wagon. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Okay, so Hellcat. I mean, Todd and I have kind of dreamed and drooled for years now about the thought of, a Hellcat on yeah. Autobahn. What would that be like? Well, the 200 mile an hour charger on the on a big stretch of oh. the Autobahn just sawing through the German countryside would be awesome. It'd be super fun. And we've, we've talked about doing that. Of course, it's only money, you know, to throw one of those on a shipping container and get, just and, pull it uh, off the other side. You we'll guys do that. wouldn't yeah. believe what gas costs here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're already experiencing Which, by the that. way, artistic performance, invoices, where do they go to? <laughs> <laughs> we saying? have to connect Tom with the gasoline billing department at Everyday Driver, which, uh, yes. yeah. Well, uh, in the reverse of that question, there's cars that I want to see in the U.S. Because of where the market's going, I want more small cars, smun, small, fun cars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Smun. Smun, there's our new term. Smun. Man. There's like the term Sue. for this podcast. Like Sue. Like Sue. But <laughs> I told you, as Todd was saying about those, uh, our brains, their lack of sleep, um, the Audi S1. Yeah, we, we saw, saw one of those A1, today. And every time yeah. I see an S1, I get all jittery because I just I want to <laughs> drive that car. Well, we saw that Alfa Brera today. Yeah, totally. Gorgeous, gorgeous looking car that I have no illusions that it's a great car or reliable or fantastic to drive. But it's Todd just... Says, that looks different. It must have changed while it was sitting there parked. No. It's have, just, have no. just have pretty. Have you guys seen the Alpha GT, which they made in the early 2000s? Alpha GT. I have, and I can't picture it right now. It's like a sedan -y type of deal. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Friend of mine had one. Yeah. Liked it. Clutch got replaced, I believe, three or four times within 20,000 kilometers. Oh, no. Wow. He no. dumped the car after like four years, and uh, yeah, you, you might as well just bring it to the junkyard immediately. Uh, but, you know, oh, yeah. probably things have changed, no? Probably. We would hope so. We hope so, but I mean, yeah, that'll be the interesting thing. I mean, I, especially now with the new Julia coming. Yeah. You know, that'll oh, be. Have you, have you guys seen that'll be their first kind of mass produced thing. video on YouTube. Mm, not yet. It, 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 dude, oversteery. Very, very oversteery. And it sounds so good. For, because we have a question with uh, what's your favorite four cylinder, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. If that sounds like it does. It, on the video in person, oh yeah, that might be a front runner. The well, it's Fiat. that it's that it's that four cylinder out of the uh, the four C, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the, isn't that the same one in the in the five hundred Abarth as well? Uh, could it's be all the same engine. I'm no, sorry, my brain's the still foggy. Seven and the five hundred. The five hundred Abarth, the turbo yes. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You think? No, it's a one point four. It's a one point four. It's a one point four. Yep. Yep. Oh, so it's the smaller one there. Okay. Well, that then that's the one out in the. It's the one four in the. I should stop talking because apparently the the Todd wants to buy an Alfa Brera is yeah. where all this is leading. <laughs> you thought you knew him, yeah. Well, but then he saw the Alfa Brera. Then that happened, yeah, exactly. And went, oh, yeah. Okay, so Ken Cal is asking, what are our favorite four cylinder, six cylinder, eight cylinder cars? Starting well, he's talking you. about engines even more than cars. He's talking about oh, like, yes, call out uh, engines yes, specifically. The, uh, yeah. the engine specifically. C lack of sleep. Go. Yeah. Nowadays, with the turbo engines, reviews go the same all of the time. It's like, ah, uh, two and a half, three grand, there's the power, goes to six and a half, and then no more power. Yeah. That is essentially engine characteristics these days, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you guys filmed the GT350. Yeah. That sounds so baller. Yeah. That that engine's really very, very special. Are you going to get that I actually in Germany? Are you going to get that car? No. That... Uh, why was part earth, of the list. Why on earth would they not bring that over? That is designed for this country. Dude, we get the Mustang, finally. After yeah. 64 yeah, and yeah, a half. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's I, been I take a while. it. Yeah. So let's, let's not get greedy over here, okay? <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Mustang. We, uh, 718 box dress. I had that car. 
Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, we actually mentioned it. That yeah, I yeah. Have we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So can we talk about the engine sound for a minute? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Engine sound. If you take just the engine sound, sounds pretty all right. And when you actually rev it out, it sounds more pretty all right. Yeah. But yeah. if you combine <laughs> it with the sports exhaust and open the top, now you have a really proper soundtrack, which is sure. really fun to drive. Okay. Now, I mean, it's turbo engines, it's four cylinders. I mean, that's just the way it goes yeah. these days. No. So, I mean, yeah, I hear that. Let's find ways to still have enjoyable noises coming from the car, mm -hmm. no matter where they come from. But you guys go ahead. Uh, actually, because this, I think, is going to be the most difficult question. Favorite six cylinder? I can think of two. Go ahead. The, uh, the flat four liter in the GT3 RS40. Yeah, that's the last and of the Metzger engines. And the inline six in the E46 BMW. Both. Both brilliant. naturally aspirated, both brilliant. unbelievable six cylinder engines. There we go. Cars. The Americans, <laughs> the Americans actually find the brilliant six cylinder engines. Because to you, it's like V8, like V6. Are you kidding me? Rental car? Nah. <laughs> That's right. V8's both of those, both ears. of those V6s are great. I mean, yeah, I was a huge fan of both of those. Oh wait. Hmm. You just said V6. This is going to be. Or six cylinder, I should say. Sorry. Yes. 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 Yeah, it, it's it's the internet. <laughs> yes, gonna... You're right. Both of those are great six-cylinder engines, not V6s, yes, six-cylinders. Yes. In line and it. flat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Fixed it for you. <laughs> any Porsche, just about any Porsche flat six for me. Of course, the Metzger yeah. engines, mm -hmm. the, that's the last of that one. And that's that. Oh. The thing about that engine, I mean, all these engines we're talking about, they're, they're, they're just special, and you can feel it's, it's the mechanical parts just feel so right. I know that sounds weird, but it's. I had that feeling driving that uh, 4.0. I have it driving the E46. Mm -hmm. I have it driving that new Voodoo engine in the GT350 that you can just tell is a special engine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, an LS motor, they're cool. They're fun. They don't feel special. You know, they, sure. don't, they don't feel like a sure. special engine. Is it because they're in so many cars and so many different models? And Possibly. They've used it as, Maybe it's know, that they're so ubiquitous that, on that, on it, that the specialness is, has worn off, but it's... It just it feels like a workhorse engine, you know, mm -hmm. and and yet those those rare ones that really just you, you're driving it going this is this was a unique creation here. Definitely think that about those. We should bring back the inline eight, make really long sure. nose cars yes. again. Really do you, big. Do you beautiful. know of a car with an inline eight? Mm, I'd have to go back to the twenties and thirties. Hmm. Packards, yeah. doozies, all those. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so while back. in one corner we have Tesla who's great, who's passing crash tests because they've removed the engine from the front. In another corner you have some other automaker who's going to create an inline eight and then still try to pass and crash tests. Skewer you. Best of it. luck to you <laughs> while you drill those cylinders through the cabin. Uh, what else? Uh, Charlie is asking which car we are most looking forward to driving on this adventure. And uh, Tom, since he's you know lives here and. Yes. Drives so many press cars on the ring already. I think that question is pointed more at Todd and I. I'm curious. Uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, part of this for me is, is an unknown because we're, you and I are going to try to get into something to shoot on the ring for some of our time on the ring later this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's down to a couple of cars, and it's going to base on availability, so I don't even really know what we're going to be in for sure. 
I'm excited about the bigger stuff we've talked about. I can't, unfortunately, I can't go any farther than that. I'm excited about the bigger stuff we talked about. But honestly, even more than cars, Charlie, what I'm excited about is these two track configurations in a low traffic environment. I mean, we're going to get on the ring with the open front straight and open pit lane and none of the fittest and fart and pull through, do the, do the pass thing. We're not doing that. Right. Just right. that experience and the chance to do back-to-back -back laps. That was the fight you and I had last year was just trying to string two laps together without a wreck or a mm -hmm. rainstorm or a yeah. something. I'm actually, I would just about drive anything on the ring to just get a chance to do back-to-back -back laps for a while. That I'm more excited about even than the car. Yeah. Clio? Clio? Sure. No, really? I, seriously. Give me a car and actual low-traffic laps I can actually string together. Dude, I would take that right Cleos now. Dude, aren't good on the Nürburgring? No, I wasn't implying that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 because you make that you two, face you make. You, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> the reference you, you two could have a You two could have a cage match about that later. Yeah, uh-huh. Don't be Tom bashing on the me. small hot hatchbacks. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because they're good. Anything. Yeah, they are good. Especially actually. on the Nürburgring. Yeah. Nordschleife is pronounced, by the way. Nordschleife. I, that's perfect. drilled into my head now. Keep it at that. Yeah. Don't go the... I'm not even going to say it no more. Gonna, <laughs> just repeat after me, and then it's unfixable. <laughs> Nordschleife. And also Nordschleife. Porsche. Do we want to learn how to say Porsche? <laughs> I think everybody knows after, you know, me. Wir treffen uns übrigens Klassikstadt heißt der Laden. Die Jungs oh. können es immer nicht so gut aussprechen. Alles klar. Sorry okay, about that. Okay, so the podcast has just taken a turn. Yeah. Well, Either that or I really did just fall asleep. I'm not sure which of those happened. But uh, I wanted to mention one last one, and that is Tyler. Uh, Tyler Clementson is headed to join us here in Germany. And he said, what do you do about jet lag? I, I don't know yet because I did not sleep at all on the plane. <laughs> try to get a little bit of sleep on the plane, then try to make it through your next day to follow, drink a lot of water, and realize that it's going to hurt. But the good news is you're coming here and you're going to drive with us, so all will be fixed. Fixed and <laughs> <time>, ideally. <laughs> Family-friendly show. Yes. This ideally. is how you do that. <laughs> and <laughs> fixed. All right, yes. And bring Fix your you. A game, Tyler. Yeah. No, it's got to be awesome. Bring I, I your think A game. Once the adrenaline, once the adrenaline dump happens when you're sitting there at the end of the pit lane, that's you will be very... Oh, yeah, very you're going to be good, man. Yeah. No worries at all, Tyler. All right. So uh, we, we uh, are... Um, yeah, needing some sleep, so we will wrap this up here. And we usually wrap up with a reference to this trip, but we're here. We're on the trip, yeah. So we're already thinking ahead to the next trip. Mm -hmm. We're going to be starting to tease you within the next couple of months. We've got a lot of good content coming your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As does Tom. So he's got a lot of fun stuff, as he what mentioned. Is, what is your lineup from now through the end of the year? Can you just list off the stuff you have? Yeah, just rattle things off. Of... What videos first that are not released yet as of this point, and then what press cars do you have remaining? Okay, uh, so our yet-to-be-edited 718 Boxster S. Okay. Peugeot 308 GTI mm -hmm. on the Spa-Francorchamps racetrack as well. Yes, I that know. That is so good track. Yeah. Um, after that, Skoda. Yeah, that we've got this week, yeah. yeah. Audi RS6. Cool. Mustang GT. 
That's going to be yes. awesome. I'm excited for you to drive Dude, that car. Yeah. Finally, Mustang, <laughs> yes. That's going to be cool. Car. I, don't, I don't even care whether it's actually going to be good or not. Don't care. Mustang, yes. Line lock. I'm going to be line locking numerous times. That is so funny. It's going to be so America, man. But it's, yeah, and it's, it's that forbidden fruit thing. You're going to get to drive it. That's right. awesome. Mustang. I'm excited no, about that. Mustang. Okay. Mustang. All, right. All right. After that, Civic Type R. Good. Good. Man. Forbidden fruit. Yeah, See? then that's great. See? I'm glad. You get all the that's good some good stuff. stuff. Yeah. What is the deal? I'm glad. I'm very okay. glad. And thank you Hellcat, for all that you're doing on Hellcat, that. you get type R. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I trade you. <ya>. trade you. <laughs> Th yeah, thanks for all that stuff you're doing over here. We're thrilled that you can get into press cars and we can help you with that. And then, of course, then we hate you because you take them all to the ring. But we're glad that you're with us this week to help us uh, kind of guide these guys in that adventure. And, uh, yeah, in case you have not watched Tom's work, you need to watch Tom's work because if nothing else, you'll just be jealous. So uh, <laughs> exactly, good exactly. enough reason right there. And as I said at the top of the podcast, we have all the drivers on the next one. So Hopefully, stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah, yeah. And how do you say goodbye and salutations in German? Aus Rhein, wir sehen uns in der Klassikstadt, ich glaube am 30. September. Uh, yes, thank you for that advertisement. You are talking about the fact we are doing a meetup this coming Friday the 30th. I just told, uh, I know. I just told the all audience the German, all the German listeners. so they can actually find the place. Yes. All right, there's Tom, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And uh, we will let you go, and uh, hopefully we'll see some of you on Friday here in Frankfurt, and uh, we'll also, you'll hear us next time. Yes, Twitter. Check the, the Twitter. We'll keep you updated, yes, via the Twitter feed as to where we are on Friday, and you'll know from there. The Internet's now. Cheers, everybody.